0: The thirtieth law and gospel. The song. My song is love unknown.
1: My song is love unknown. My Savior's love to me. The loveless shown that they might love me be. Oh, who am I that for my sake my lord should take frail flesh and die?
0: song is Love Unknown. It was written by Samuel Crosman in 1664. He was a Puritan minister and removed from the Church of England after the Act of Uniformity was passed, where the Church of England wanted to control the liturgy of all of the worship services. The hymn was not that well-known because the tune that was used by Crosman wasn't that good until 1975 when a new tune was written by John Ireland. Well he actually did it in 1925 and that's the tune that you just heard. It was composed on the back of a menu in 15 minutes while he was having lunch with a colleague. And that's what we're going to be taking a look at right now. My song is love unknown. Crosman had done a poem. And then George Herbert was a great, great poet in that day. And they turned the poem into a hymn. And we're going to see that it has great language in it, etc. It is the assigned hymn for, guess what, Lent 5, which is this coming Sunday. So we'll take a look at the hymn. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is my good friend, Pastor Mark Smith. What do you think of this hymn, Pastor Smith? Hello, Pastor Smith. Oh, we don't have them on the line right now. Well, I'll read the first verse, and perhaps we'll get them on the line in time. My song is love unknown. My Satan's, my Savior's love to me. Love to the loveless shown that they might lovely be. Oh, who am I that for my sake, my Lord should take frail flesh and die? Okay, is Pastor Smith on the line yet? I don't hear him. I don't even know if I'm on the radio. I have to have... Uh... uh, Well, give him a ring. I just talked with him, and he's waiting for your call. Okay. Can you hear me? All right. They say you can hear me, and they're having trouble getting a hold of Pastor Smith. But we'll see what's going on there. In fact, um, yes, they can phone my phone in case you need the number for Pastor Smith. You may be calling someone else. So get ready if he's not on. All right. My song is Love Unknown. What an interesting way to begin a hymn. We are singing a song, and it's about a love we have that is unknown. This shows the difference between Christianity and every other religion in the world. Every other religion in the world is a natural religion coming from the minds of man. But our song, my song is Love Unknown, it's unknown because that's a song that people don't know about and and so it's very important that they come to understand that this unknown song is a revealed religion called christianity and what is unknown about it the next line tells you my savior's love to me love to the loveless shown that they might lovely be. That's what's unknown. We are loveless towards God. We're born with original sin. And therefore, what does God do? He comes to us so that we might lovely be. So who am I that for my sake My Lord should take frail flesh and die. That's really important to know that. So we're still trying to get a hold of Mark Smith. I don't know if they have the right number or not, but hopefully he'll be on in a moment. In the meantime, I'll read stanza two. He came from his blessed throne, salvation to bestow. But men made strange, and none the longed for Christ would know. But oh, my friend, my friend indeed, who at my need his life did spend. You see, this is truly a Christian hymn. Because it's really all about Jesus. It talks about his incarnation. He came from his blessed throne. Remember, he's the second person of the Holy Trinity. Never was a time that he did not exist. And he came to bestow salvation. That reminds us of the book of Daniel where the Ancient of Days, God the Father, sent his only begotten Son, the Son of Man, and that was for the purpose of bringing salvation to us. But men made strange, and none the longed for Christ would know. But O oh, my friend, my friend indeed, who at my need, his life did spend. Do we have Pastor Smith yet? I'm here, Tom. Well, say something. <laughs> you you were well, a... on, so I didn't know when you were coming on. I know.
2: I, I missed know the first that? two stanzas. I don't know what the technical difficulty was. I've been waiting here the whole time. But I, I just want to tell you, this is this is a, one of my favorite hymns for Lent.
0: Yes. I mentioned to the congregation that this is a hymn I would want to have at my funeral. Yes. Have you ever thought about hymns for your funeral?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, although I, I I have to say I haven't I haven't thought about this one, but it is a it's a great funeral hymn. You're right. I can't There's... believe I can't believe it was written in the uh seventeenth century. It, yes. it, it has kind of a contemporary feel to it.
0: Uh, well, the words were written by Sam Cosman, who's the poet, but the tune uh, wasn't written until 1925 by John Ireland, and this is what made the hymn so popular.
2: The the tune. Oh yes. Oh, it is. It, it it's you know it's uh, it's got a, a little bit of an irregular. Uh, yes. Beat to it, you know, but it's just so. It's you so gotta moving. have a
0: good organist or pianist to play it. Yes, for sure. yes. So I, I've gone through the first two stanzas. Uh, why don't you talk about stanza three?
2: Okay. Sometimes they strew his way, and his sweet praises sing, resounding all the day. Hosannas to their king. Then crucify is all their breath, and for his death they thirst and cry. Well, we know that's talking about. Uh, it's talking about Palm Sunday, and uh, you know the difference between the contrast between Palm Sunday when they welcomed him with uh, hosannas and the palm branches and the like, and uh, and yet Friday, uh, Friday they uh, for his death they thirst and cry. Yes. No, I know. Now, I know you, Tom. I know you don't. You don't think um, it's the
0: same people.
2: You don't think it's the same people. I'd like to, and I don't either. But I would like to know why that's that's so important to you that it's not the same people. That you, you don't think the same people could turn that quickly.
0: No, because two things are in the Bible. Number one, Jesus is bringing people from the other town on Palm Sunday with him and right. disciples. Right. Number two, it's very clear that the Pharisees hire people to lie right. about Jesus and they themselves can't even get their story straight. And right. so those would be people who hated him. And, and that's why I consider them to be two different groups, but the hymn is still correct in that sweet praises were sung to him on Palm Sunday, but by Good Friday, guess what? The hosannas turned into crucify him, crucify him.
2: Right. Yeah, that, uh, I appreciate that explanation.
0: All right, stanza four. Why, what hath my Lord done? What makes this rage and spite He made the lame to run. He gave the blind their sight. Sweet injuries, yet they at these and themselves displease and gainst him rise. You know, I've been trying to think of words that describe this hymn, and I came across... Well, first of all, it's a hymn of great wonder. Second of all, it's very paradoxical, and it's ironic. Uh, would you agree with that? Yes.
2: Um, what makes this rage and spite? He he made the lame to run. He made he gave the blind their sight. Uh,
0: you know why? Why?
2: See, I wonder, Tom. I wonder if the hymn writer himself didn't uh, didn't uh, take the conclusion that that the crowd did turn on him.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. That's another subject. Yeah, it, it, I know it. I yeah, know if, it doesn't. If but if he got that, he's wrong. So okay. we can move on.
2: Well, I mean, it says he he made the lame to run. You know why? You know, what makes this rage and spite, He, you know, considering all that he'd done, he made the lame to run, he gave the blind their sight, sweet injuries. Now, that, that needs a little bit of unpacking.
0: Um, well, give me one example where somebody he healed by sight or lame raged against him.
2: I really you can't, can't think, think of any. Of I can't think of any. There's
0: another reason why these are two different groups. The fact is, everyone knew, even the unbelievers, that he made the lame to run. They knew he gave the blind their sight. Remember last week's lengthy lesson? And this week's lengthy lesson is also the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And that was the last straw when that that, happened. No, 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 no. Let me finish before you interrupt again.
2: Okay, go ahead.
0: They did not deny that Lazarus was raised from the dead. That's right. They believed it was Beelzebub that had done a trick. And so I don't see anyone that he healed that came after him in rage and spite. That's why I would say that was a different crowd.
2: Yeah, the point that I was going to make is that was really the last straw. When they heard of Lazarus being raised from the dead, that's when they met together and decided we've got to get rid of this guy, this Jesus.
0: And also get rid of Lazarus. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah, a lot of us don't know that. We don't know what happened to Lazarus. We don't know how he died or whatever, but we can ask him when we get to heaven. Okay. Um go ahead with verse five, please.
2: Okay. They rise and needs will have my dear Lord made away. A murderer they save, the prince of life they slay. Yet cheerful he to suffering goes, that he his foes from thence might free. There's your uh there's your your bitter irony, Tom. Excellent. A murderer they save, a prince of life they slay.
0: Now, the next one, yet cheerful he goes to suffering. Is that found in the Bible, that he was cheerful?
2: Yeah, because, uh, well, you know, uh, didn't he say, didn't he say when he, I have longed to eat this supper with you? um, That was the the
0: last supper.
2: That was the Last Supper. I have longed to. In other words, I've, I, I've looked forward to this. Um, yeah, that, really that's did. a good point to me. This was the culmination of the redemptive plan. and This is what he came. This was the primary purpose for which he came.
0: Actually, in the book of Hebrews, there is a word that he goes to the cross cheerfully.
2: That's in the epistle that's- to the Hebrews?
0: Yes, cheerful he to suffering goes. How can he be cheerful?
2: How could he be cheerful? Because, well, uh, because he knows the whole world, the whole world will be redeemed yes. by his uh, redemptive act. Every last sin will be atoned for, and and all all the, the whole world will be redeemed. Yes, in fact. In fact, um, you know, there's a thought. I, I, I don't know where I've got this idea. Frankly, I, I think I get it from the scriptures, but I could be wrong. Uh, when the when the angel comforted him in the Garden of Gethsemane, when the angel was sent to comfort him, right? Uh, I, I think I heard it in a sermon one time that what he, how he comforted him was was showing him the whole in some panoramic view all the people of the world who would be redeemed by him.
0: Yeah, I've never heard that. But I, I'm sure that would be part of the comfort that he received. That would be great comfort. Yes. Um although what was he sweating over?
2: Uh drop dro- like drops of blood. Oh right. I I he was he was sweating over the fact that on the morrow his own Heavenly Father, would have to forsake him on that cross. That's yes. that's what really must have troubled him, is, uh, you know, the nails, the thorns, but especially, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the very pangs of hell itself. That's what he would, that's what must have affected his, especially his human nature.
0: Yes, well said. In fact, um, I, I looked that up, it's uh, in the Aramaic, you know that he says, Eloi, right. Eloi, And I looked that word up, and what forsaken means means that he is left all alone. Right. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he had an angel, but there was no yes. angel at the cross. I remember Dr. Charlemagne's sermon on that when I took his course on the Passion Narratives. He said, when Jesus was on the cross, the angels were told to stand at attention and yes. make no movement towards him. Yes, fold their wings and not make a move. And, yep. uh, and of
2: course, what's interesting is when he said, Eloi, Eloi, sabachthani," uh, some down below the cross, thought he was calling on Elijah.
0: Yes, because Eloi uh, yeah. is close to the word, my right. God, Eli. Uh, uh... close to elijah can you imagine
2: Sometimes. tom you know as many times as he communed with his heavenly father throughout his throughout his earthly ministry he had there were times when he had to go and commune with his heavenly father for strength and for encouragement how how lonely that must have been on that god forsaken cross for him
0: right oh my and that's really important to understand because due to the cross God will never forsake us
2: right he took it all on himself
0: exactly so the believer can be confident and assured that salvation is his okay more irony in stanza six please
2: yes i need you to help me on this one too in life In life, no house, no home, my Lord on earth might have. In death, no friendly tomb, but what a stranger gave. What may I say? Heaven was his home, but my, the tomb wherein he lay. Now, obviously, he's talking about the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. But why does he say, Tom, why does the hymn writer say, uh, What may I say? Heaven was his home. I understand that but mine, the tomb wherein he lay. What does he mean by that?
0: Romans chapter 6 on baptism. What does it say in baptism? Buried with Christ. we are buried with Christ.
2: Okay, good. Very helpful. Yep. Very helpful.
0: He went into the tomb wherein I lay myself. That's yeah. really important that Jesus has all these wonderful, bountiful gifts. How does how do they get transferred to us who didn't live at the time of Jesus? Well, because they're transferred in the waters of baptism.
2: That's right. All those blessings that he won for us in the cross and the empty tomb are were channeled to us already in our baptism.
0: And I think the reason it's not a friendly tomb is because it was a place of death. Right. No, God doesn't die. But because of verse one, he loves us because he took on human flesh.
2: And remember how it says in, in the scripture, it says that his body would not even see decay and that was a new tomb there were no bones no carcasses nothing in that tomb it was freshly uh, carved out of stone by Joseph of Arimathea and uh, n- he he didn't even see decay not even in the tomb nor did his body decay yet. it was risen
0: yes and and so no bone was broken which is possible when you get crucified because that right. they put the spikes between the bones and the feet and the hands or the wrists. So that, that's kind of interesting. Yes. All right. You want to do the final stanza. Right. Here might,
2: I say, here might I stay and sing. No story so divine. Never was love, dear king. Never was grief like thine. This is my friend in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. Beautiful, beautiful final verses.
0: It really comes together. I I love the first line. My song is love unknown. And what I was mentioning before you got on the radio was Christianity is a revealed religion. All other religions come from the minds of men and so they're natural religions but christianity is talking about a love that no other religion even knows about in in all that they try and do And, and that's why we can spend the rest of our life in staying and singing about this story so divine yeah in whose sweet praise i all my days
2: could gladly spend that's just a isn't that a beautiful line
0: yes which occurs when we have worship does it not
2: yeah well it's,
0: and especially this hymn that i'll tell you that this hymn really
2: conveys that very feeling to me
0: yes yes it's just really good in fact um although we finished let me play one other verse, eh?
2: Okay, great.
1: Sometimes they crowd his way And his sweet praises sing Resounding all the day, hosannas stu- to their king then crucify of their breath and for his death
0: they thirst and cry now that was played by a violin and a cello and a piano and two singers beautiful alright thanks very much Pastor Mark I think I you, hear the music in the background. Yes, enjoy the hymn right. as you Tomorrow as we'll you. Be doing uh, another sing it. item on Proverbs. So join with us. Until then, God.